Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what you want. I'm your host, Kayleen Elise. My intention is to offer deep breaths and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. I'm here to help you listen to your intuition, trust your inner wisdom, and act with inspiration. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Celebrate Cultivate. Today, I am sharing some personal reflections on being 36 and setting intentions and birthday wishes for being 37. My birthday was actually on Tuesday, so we're just in a little bit of a belated celebration, and I'm actually recording this a few days in advance, so it's like playing with the time-space continuum here, but Time is a construct that we experience here on Earth plane. But as, you know, infinite beings that we are, it's also, you know, something we can expand with and play with here. And I am just really excited about this next year and what's ahead. I'm feeling ready for a shift in energy. I'm feeling ready for a change in some of my experiences and priorities. So I'm sure we'll get all into all of that here in just a few minutes. Last year, I had a similar episode and I shared my intentions for being 36. So I thought we could just start by revisiting those and then talking through a bit of what this last year's looked like. So my intentions for 36 were be with yourself, delight in the company of others, take your time, expand with ease, dwell in the magic Know that everything you desire is good. Step into the life of your dreams. So that's, you know, just feels really good to read through those. And as I'm saying them, it really feels like I did all of that, which in my life story, in my history, in the stories and memories that I have kind of built up in this experience, there's a lot of goals, quote unquote goals, that I have set in my life that I've not even gotten close to achieving. When I was growing up, I wanted to be an Olympic swimmer. I wanted to win a gold medal. (laughs) I really thought that those things were possible for me if I just tried hard enough, if I went to as many practices as possible, like if I just kept going that I would get there. And that did not happen. I was good at swimming. I ended up swimming in college. And at a young age, at 10, I was ranked in the nation. I was top 10 in the nation in quite a few different events. And in high school, I was part of two relays that set national records. I was the slowest person on those relays, <laughs> but I was on them. And so, you know, I I was a good swimmer. I was excellent, but there were so many people that were better than me and just enough that I couldn't even qualify for Olympic trials, you know, like I was just, I was, I went, I swam in college. Like it was good. Um, I don't want to get off track here, 
<laughs> but I'm trying to say that I have a tendency to be somebody who sets really ambitious goals, who reaches for the stars or reaches for the moon to be among the stars and all of that is kind of part of my makeup and what I was taught to be, but also what I naturally just was as a person when I showed up here on planet earth. And that has kind of stripped away in a lot of ways. I mean, I still have aspirations. I still have desires and goals, but now they are kind of coated in joy and covered in alignment. And there's caveats of, I want this with ease. I want to find this feeling or this achievement, but only if it's in the best and highest for me and others, you know? So those kind of intentions around goals were not something that I came to until much later in my life. I would say in the last five to six years, probably around having my first child and just feeling <laughs> totally uh, disoriented by motherhood, by being responsible for somebody, by closing a chapter of my career and just being like, okay, well now what, you know? So these intentions that I had for being 36, I feel like were so much more gentle and calm and, and easy than in the past. And part of that is that last year I was pregnant and I, was pregnant for the fourth time with my third child and knew that I didn't want to put too much pressure on myself. At the same time, I also was growing my business and knew I wanted to build something that I wanted to come back to postpartum. And so there was some aspirations to do things. And I did do things last year. In this last year, I've done a lot in my business. And today I feel thrilled and delighted by so much of what I've accomplished, but also of what's ahead in work, in family, in my personal life, in my personal identity. And so that's just a lot to, to celebrate. That's not to say that things aren't challenging and hard and, you know, that I don't have bad days because I certainly do. Um, before I realized that I wanted to sit down and talk about it, <laughs> my birthday and turning 37, I was penciling out an episode about why change is painful and why things hurt and why having things hurt isn't always a bad thing, even though it feels bad. <laughs> so, you know, I'm thinking about a lot of that right now because um, growth can hurt and pain occurs in our lives. Uh, I've shared in the last few episodes that I've been dealing with some back pain and then I got sick. I really feel like I've physically been through the ringer the last few months after doing what I think is quote unquote, an excellent job at postpartum life with the first few months with my baby. I mean, I really wanted to, to do, to earn a gold star at postpartum this time around. Right. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm a third time mom. I know what to do. I know what works well for my body. Da 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 da. And that a lot of that is true. Like I rested a ton. I did not push my body. I listened to my body. 
until I hit that point where I was like, oh, I'm out on maternity leave. Now it's time to do all the things. I did all the things. And then I had that just ever so subtle reminder from my body that I need more rest. And so one of my intentions for this year of being 37 is to just trust the process. Because when we're in the middle of it, painful, joyful, whatever it is, the not knowing what's around the corner is really uncomfortable. And also reaching for the thing for the end point is like having that little carrot dangled out in front of you, right? Like that is the, we get a thrill from the reaching towards something. And I'm not saying that that's bad. It's good. Carrots are delicious. And having that thing ahead of you to look forward to is helpful, And it's part of how we're programmed as humans. Like we look forward to things. That's excellent. At the same time, there is a real gift and a real joy in life when you can learn how to trust the process. And I do this on and off, but this year I really want to trust the process. Looking back on this last year, One thing that stands out is that we are in (laughs) a new phase as a family. (laughs) There is just a lot happening. This year coming up, we'll have a four-year-old, a six-year-old, and a one-year-old. So as a 37-year-old, that's what I've got. Look, that's what I've got, right? And I really would love to do as much as possible or as little as possible. Maybe I want to do, (laughs) maybe I want to do as little as possible to just be in the moment with my kids and stay out of their way, to enjoy them and support them and guide them without interjecting so much, without influencing so much, by doing what feels good and right and lovely for me without jumping on top of them, which I, you know, I try my best, (laughs) but I think this is a good intention for me because I feel myself jumping in times when I don't want to be jumping in. And the only way to give them an opportunity to jump is if I'm not jumping for them in all manner of places, right? And that's really tricky. It's really hard. But I've seen how if I just wait an extra 30 seconds or an extra 15 minutes, that can change the trajectory of an afternoon, of a whole day. And so Where are there times when I can not hold my tongue, not stifle my instincts and desires and all of that? I'm not saying that, but just to be a bit more curious, have a little bit more space and breathe before acting. And in that interim space, that time between (laughs) when I'm trying to draw that out that's an opportunity for me to witness the life of my child as an independent, sovereign, 
spiritual, amazing, magical creature, right? So I feel really good saying that. It's like almost bringing tears to my eyes. So I think this is a good intention. (laughs) And we'll see what happens. If I totally fail at this one, I still think it's going to be a really worthwhile endeavor. In my business, one thing I want to do this year, which I've shared about, is grow a team and build support and structures and just create the atmosphere for Celebrate Cultivate to become more than it is right now, but also to be more consistent and more supportive to you so that when you come to this space that is Celebrate Cultivate through the podcast, through our programs, our coaching, through any experiences, that it's reliable and that it is a consistent place that you can come to to tune into your intuition, to connect with your intentions, to align with inspiration. And so having a team is part of that. I'm, I'm, I've reached maximum capacity for what I can do in alignment by myself. And there's other things I want to do, right? Like I want to be writing more and I want to be in creation more. So I have a team now and I'm excited to share that. When I posted the social media assistant position, I got some amazing applications, but one person came in and applied who I was not expecting to hear from. And she is coming on board into a different role. Um, It's even more than I could have imagined. It's perfect and exciting and just so amazing for her and also for me. And then I have a content strategist who I'm also bringing on board and a brand artist. So we have a team of four, if you include me, and I'm certain that in this next year, you're going to meet them and you're going to hear about them and you're going to see their work and the co-creation that happens from the four of us working together in this next year. It's very exciting timing that they are coming on board as I'm turning 37. So the kickoff of us all working together is right now at this shift for me. And that feels like spaciousness. That feels like sunshine and room to breathe. And I'm really, really just looking forward to seeing what happens and enjoying the process along the way. An area of my life that I used to share a lot about on the internet that I barely talk about at all anymore is my connection to my body and food and movement and all of those things that are involved with caring for this human body that I'm living in, sleep being one of them. And this last year of being 36 and growing a human, which I didn't do anything right to grow the human. (laughs) It just happens. And that human turns out to be a 10 pound, seven ounce baby born in the middle of September And his name is Neil, and he is 
the most incredible, amazing little darling creature baby ever. He's still big and I have been in a bit of suffering (laughs) since his birth, never feeling like my strength matched his size because when you have a really big baby, you he just, he was big. He was big and he was floppy as a newborn. He's still big and he's not floppy now. He's really strong, but his size, he's in 12 to 18 month clothes at six months old. So he's just big. And I've heard myself say over and over again, as I go to pick him up, oh, you're so heavy. And I do not like that energy. I do not like the way that feels. And that has been something that I've noticed is a point of discomfort for myself, but I haven't been able to figure out like what to do about it. And I mean, I've, I've gone to PT, I've started doing some Pilates and I was feeling stronger and then I got hurt. And so now I'm back to like wondering, okay, what's next? But I know one thing that's next And that is that when I feel the urge to say, oh, you're so heavy, I'm changing it. And I'm going to say, oh, I'm so strong (laughs) because I am lifting him up. I am carrying this 20 pound baby around. And so I am strong, right? And I, I carried him through pregnancy. I gave birth to him in a very strong way. It was an unmedicated, uninterventioned birth, um, standing up and, you know, in hindsight, knowing that he was 10 and a half pounds, I, I don't know if I would have had the courage and bravery to do it, but I did it. Um, and so I think I'm not, I haven't given myself enough credit for that but I'm doing it right now by sharing that with you and by changing this little tiny mantra that I've unintentionally been saying, which is not the energy I want into something that I do want, which is to feel strong, to connect with vitality, to take care of this body for the long haul, not necessarily for aesthetics, though I don't mind having aesthetics that are pleasing to me, but mostly I just want to be able to move with freedom and comfort and joy. I want to enjoy the food I'm eating and to eat with a little bit more attention and awareness. So I don't really want to change what I'm doing other than just like turning on the light so that I can see what I'm eating. Not like actually, (laughs) but like mentally, Um, just being a bit more aware Noticing when I'm thirsty, which right now I'm super thirsty because I'm breastfeeding. And so I'm always thirsty. And can I quench that thirst? Can I satisfy that thirst by taking a sip of water? So I'm going to do that right now. And if you're thirsty, hey, I invite you to have a sip of water too. So if last year's intention was be with yourself, this year's intention is to take care of this body and enjoy this body and appreciate this body. And I think if I do that, again, even like 15% of the way, I will be delighted with the outcome. There's two words that I chose this year at the beginning of 
2022 that I'm just going to kind of like spread into my intentions for 37. And those words are progress and alchemy. And to me, progress really means that forward momentum, that forward movement, not aiming for perfection, but being in the river, being in the moment and recognizing that by being here and doing what I'm doing, whatever it is, that is progress, that I am moving forward. Because in motherhood, in entrepreneurship, like the things that I've chosen to focus on, they can be very isolating and they also can be filled with just so much magic and community and support. And it kind of can all be wrapped up in one. You can still have all of this amazing support, which I do. And I have a lot of privilege and I have a lot of access And I still also feel totally alone and totally isolated and like I'm doing everything wrong sometimes. And still in those moments, it is progress because again, we'll get to it in another episode, but growth can be painful. And so there are times that are hard in the moment, but that are ultimately part of progress. And so I want to this year really pay attention to progress and not try to force it, not try to question it. And maybe right now I'm trying to think, is this intention too much like enjoy the process, but they're different. I think they're different (laughs) standing by it, but to just be a work of in progress And to acknowledge that I'm a work in progress and everything that I'm doing is a work in progress. And one thing that I know I want and a lot of my clients want on the mental side of things is a sense of completion. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so in love with the season sessions and focusing on intention and intuition and personal development and growth in this way, in this seasonal circular way is that completion is a bit of a false promise. You can finish the laundry today, but there is going to be more laundry as long as you're alive. And you can even outsource your laundry and have someone else do it, but it is still something that you have to tend to by gathering your dirty clothes and finding a way to get them clean. (laughs) And it's always progress, right? Like, It always is progress. So to be a work in progress. And alchemy for me is the idea of taking all of these little different pieces of myself, all of these different people in my team, all of the different people and personalities in my family, and allow the differences to come together and alchemize into magic. And to witness it, to enjoy it, and to allow it. 
I pulled two cards at the beginning of this year when I had the intentions of pulling like a whole tarot spread, one for every month and blah, blah, blah. Then the baby woke up from a nap and I never got back to my cards, but I've had these two cards posted in my closet, which is a sacred space in my home for me, just me. And I've had these up. I've felt very inspired by and connected to them. And so they're going to be my cards for the year, 437. And I'm going to share them with you here today. I'll read what's in the guidebooks and just tell you a little bit about them. The first card is from the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit Deck by Kim Kranz. And the card is the Nightingale. And underneath the description, it says, Fearless Voice, speech, communication, or song. And here's what it says. The song of the nightingale is otherworldly. This simple brown bird, almost unnoticeable among the flashy plumage of other birds, transports its listener to the realm of poetry. Nightingale energy is with us when we write, compose, and especially when we sing. It reminds us that music heals the deepest wounds. This card indicates a need to open the bridge between the heart and the voice. Is there something you need to say? How long has it been since you sang? Turn it up, write it down, and let it out. And the thing about this is I do not have a singing voice at all to speak of. (laughs) I sing, but I'm not going to sing for you. And... When I pulled this card, I laughed because I love to write and I do feel like there is more that wants to come out of my writing and I love to sing. And when I pulled this card a few months ago, I hadn't been listening to music all that much and I definitely hadn't been singing at the top of my, like loudest at the top of my lungs. But I started to put on Maggie Rogers for my kids in the car when I drive them to and from school and they love her music and so do I. And we sing at the top of our lungs, and especially my daughter, Merritt, who will be turning four soon. She is like screaming and belting it out with Maggie and it just feels so good. This morning I was driving her to school and I started to cry. Like tears were coming to my eyes as I'm singing. Because it just feels so good to release through that channel. So I'm going to sing <laughs> at the top of my lungs this year. And I'm going to write. And I'm going to continue to connect with and channel this nightingale energy because it feels really good. So the next card I pulled is from the Prism Oracle deck. And this, it's a purple card and it says mystery. And the purple section in the guidebook explains that purple is one of the most rare colors found in nature. It's most commonly associated with royalty and all things magical. The mystery card says, it's okay to not have all of the answers or know exactly what is happening or what will happen. When this card arises, embrace and honor the mystery. Let things happen and unfold as they need to. 
So can you see why I'm very much enjoying these two cards and how they feel really amazing and aligning for me right now in this point of life that I'm in where I have a feeling that this year at 37, probably not going to have another baby at this moment. I don't know about in the future. I guess the door is still slightly ajar for that. But um, this year at 37, that it's not the intention. And I'm very excited and confident about what is happening in my business, but there is a lot of mystery and unknown and just let's see what happens when kind of energy. And same thing with the family because everybody's just gonna grow every day. And so it's a new experience every day. And I'm feeling just excited and appreciative of it all. And I'm I just, I don't know. I can't wait to see what happens. So before we wrap up today's episode, looking ahead, there is another free inner voice journaling session with Jess Lively's community in the living room. That's going to be on Tuesday, April 5th at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And I just want to thank you for indulging me and growing with me and sharing this experience, this celebration with me. If anything today stood out to you or made you want to take a little bit of action or look at something in a new way, I'd love for you to share it on Instagram. So take a screenshot and tag me. I'm at Kayleen Elise or send this episode to a friend who you think might enjoy it. And if you have any questions at all about any shifts that are happening in your life and you think I might be the right person to support you, please reach out. Um, The doors for the season sessions are not open right now, but I would love to have a little bit of a conversation and see if there's anything that I can do for you. And perhaps maybe you can join the season sessions in the summer when the doors open again, or maybe Magical May will be the right thing for you because the doors for that will be opening here in a few weeks. Okay, friend, here's what I want you to know. You are doing so well. You are guided on the path to your desires. Stay curious, watch for magic, keep listening to your intuition, play with trusting the beautiful wisdom you receive, And when you act, let inspiration flow through you, even in the smallest ways. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.